We all know that playoff teams get reshuffled every single year, even in this one, in which there's going to be one additional playoff team in either conference. So give me an NFC team that was in the playoffs a year ago that is going to miss the playoffs this season. I think it's the Saints. Uh, I think that Drew Brees meant mm -hmm. a lot to that organization, and we're uncertain about the quarterback uh, situation. If they're going to uh, shift this all to a Jameis team, which I think is their best potential option we'll see what happens but this team is going to have to be lean, leaning a lot more on their defense than they had in the past so i'm going with the new orleans saints with my boy dom cool. listen losing drew Brees isn't just about what he did on sundays it's about what he did throughout the week the ways that he allowed that offense to progress and watch others run it also we've never seen sean payton go 16 full without drew Brees at quarterback you lose a lot of people because of the cap casualties and i think that the new orleans saints will be rebuilding this year Dada, 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 damn. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And this is the portion of the show where I turn my hat to the back because my hat underneath is green and is going to project with my green screen in the back. But I just wanted to show y'all my brand new State of the Saints podcast Mardi Gras style hat, but we're gonna go ahead and flip that to the back real quick. Okay, bam, that is. Thank you so much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for spending your day with yours truly. And on this edition, we're gonna be talking about the New Orleans Saints and answering that question that a lot of us have kind of noticed why does the national media? dislike the New Orleans Saints so much? Why is it that they always take the opportunity, no matter who the Saints are playing against, to always put that knife into the back and put it into the hearts of the Houdat Nation? We're going to be talking about that today, but thank you so much for being here. Uh, go ahead and hit that like button if you're enjoying the show. You love the State of the Saints podcast. You've been rolling with the podcast since day one. Go ahead and give your boy a thumbs up. And if you're new, I'm not going to tell you to subscribe just yet. I want you to see if you actually like what you hear. But if you've been listening to the State of the Saints podcast and haven't uh, subscribed, go ahead and do so, okay? This is one of the, the best Saints podcasts out there, okay? I'm biased, so I'm going to say I am the best Saints podcast out there because of all of you. So thank you all so much. But let's go ahead and get into it. Let's start talking about what we came here to talk about today, and that is hate on the New Orleans Saints. Oh, hate, 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 hate. 
seems like every time we watch television, every time we watch sports shows, and the topic is who is going to fail, who is going to have a bad record, who is most likely going to make the playoffs and didn't make the playoffs last year, everybody, for some apparent reason, always picked the New Orleans Saints. Now, look, I can understand if they picked the New Orleans Saints year after year and then all of a sudden it didn't happen. But every single year, you have media aficionados pick against the Saints only for the Saints to exceed those expectations. Now, I'm not the smartest man in the world, okay? I'm not, okay? I'm not the smartest man in the world. Yes, I have a college degree. Yes, I like to consider myself a a pretty smart guy. But at the end of the day, I can't put my finger on why they hate on the Saints so much. Maybe you can, and I'm about to open up the phone lines real soon, so maybe somebody can explain it to me, all right? But all I know is this. The New Orleans Saints for the last four years have won the division. The Saints over the last two years have went eight and one without Drew Brees. I feel like anybody that thinks that this team is just going to fall off a cliff and not be competitive and not be a good football team because Drew Brees is no longer there, I think they're sadly mistaken. Now, shouts out to my boy, uh, you know, shouts out to my boy Quindarius out there. Quindavious, excuse me. He sent me an email last night. Shouts out to Big Q. I heard a lot of people will watch the Big Q uh, show. And he told me about Ryan Clark. And he told me that Big Q went off on, on Ryan Clark. Okay, I caught it at the tail end. You know, I caught uh, Big Q's live at the tail end. He was just about wrapping it up. But it's not just Q that's giving me th- these comments, right? It- it's several other people. Talking about Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark. Why does Ryan Clark always got to be hating on the Saints? Ryan Clark, he from Louisiana. Why he got to hate on the Saints? Look, I'm going to just go ahead and say this. Ryan Clark is entitled to his opinion. There's no, like, he, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of some words I can, I can put this. Ryan Clark has the right to choose whoever he wants to cheer for or believe whoever, whatever he wants to believe, even though he is from Louisiana. There is no like undying allegiance you're, you're supposed to have to the Saints just because you're from Louisiana. There are some people that are from Louisiana. Hell, there are some people that's from New Orleans that do not like the New Orleans Saints. I can, I can tell you plenty of them. A lot of them are Dallas Cowboy fans. A lot of them are 49ers fans. And they cheer. When the Saints lose, right there in New Orleans. So I'm not going to hold Ryan Clark's foot to the fight when it comes to that because I understand it. But what I don't understand about Ryan Clark, and you know what I'm saying, I got a lot of respect for the brother. He does an outstanding job, good takes, whatever. He, I mean, he's, he's rising up the ranks of ESPN, justifiably so. But what I don't understand about Ryan Clark is when you prove him wrong, and you call him on his wrong stuff, all of a sudden he blocks you. That that part I, I just don't understand. I don't understand that because I actually got blocked by Ryan Clark. That's right. I actually got blocked by Ryan Clark. I think it was right after the Sunday night game where he was on television earlier that week talking about how the Saints were going to lose. And I just asked a simple question, where Ryan Clark at? Like, where you at, bro? Like, what? where, where are you? That, that's all I asked. And for some apparent reason, I got blocked, all right? I'm not mad. It's his Twitter. You can block whoever the hell you want. 
fine. But I then, you know what I'm saying, tried to go back and I reached out to him via Instagram and I asked him to be on the show. And this is a true story. This is a true story. I asked Ryan Clark, I said, Ryan, I would like for you to be on the State of Saints podcast. Told him a little bit about the show, told him about some of the people that we actually had on the show. And he basically DM'd me and told me, he said, quote, I don't care about the Saints that much. That is what he told me. He said, I do not care about the Saints that much to be on a podcast that focused primarily on the New Orleans Saints. And, you know, I, I told him, I said, well, you know, we, we just, just talk about the same. We talk about the NFC South, too. Like, to know what you think, you know, you being a, a national analyst or whatever like that. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't want to, you know, long story short, he was a busy guy. Didn't want to talk about the Saints. You know what I'm saying? I told him he does a good job, and that was it. So, take that for what it is, man. Like, he doesn't, like, why would he? Right? He's from Louisiana. Fine. He went to LSU. Fine. But, he played for the Redskins, played for the Steelers, okay? None of those teams are the Saints. Saints had opportunity to get him. They did not get him. I mean, I don't, I don't understand why he would have an undying allegiance. But I will say this, okay, because this, this clip does not tell you the entire story. He not only picked the Saints to not make the playoffs, he picked his former team, the Steelers, to not make the playoffs. So but I guess you can look at it that way. But – it's not just Ryan Clark's take, Dominique Foxworth take. It's not so much uh, Shannon Sharp's take or Marcellus Wiley's take. There's a lot of people who pick against the New Orleans Saints. But they choose teams who struggle. And because they got the, not, the shiny new toy when it comes to a quarterback or the shiny new toys when it comes to defense, they automatically just push them ahead of all those folks. They did it when Tampa first uh, you know, got together. They just thought that it was just all over for the NFC South. The Saints beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the regular season, lost them in a the postseason. But the way they were talking, they was making it seem like the Saints didn't have a chance in hell to beat Tampa. So that's my take on this. Going to open up the phone lines. Uh, before I do, I want to say thank you to all those people that have become supporters of the State of the Saints podcast via YouTube, via Facebook. If you want to become a supporter of the State of the Saints podcast, you can choose so. You can choose so by going to YouTube and joining, or you can go to Facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. And now, if you listen to the State of the Saints podcast on anchorfm.com, you can become a supporter there as well. So, shouts out to Anchor and what all they do over there. So, if you want to become a supporter of the State of the Saints podcast, you can do so. And shouts out to Jasper, who became a supporter over on anchor fm so thank you so much jasper i really do appreciate it responded to your email my friend i responded to your email so i don't know if you checked it out i did it earlier today but thank you so much for becoming a supporter uh t-shirts on the way and we got so much more coming up for the state of the saints podcast so let's go ahead and get into it i'm about to go ahead and put the link in, in the description uh for people to uh you know chime in but first i'm gonna read some of these comments Garrett Poy Jr., the OG, says, please, I have a lot of things inside of me that I want to say to the ripoffs, but I'll call in for that. Okay, well, we're going to be opening up the we're going to be opening up the phone line soon. Big Q went hard on Ryan Clark. They hate us because they think we are too arrogant. I hear this so much for so many people, especially up here in Atlanta. Notice all the teams that stole 
our poses, and the league hates that. Keith, this is the absolute truth. See, the thing about it is the, the people get mad at New Orleans Saints fans because we have so much pride and love for our team. I guess they want us to feel like Giants fans anytime the Giants do something that they fans don't like. All of a sudden, they're ripping off jerseys, slamming them to the ground. What's going on here? What the, Daniel, what the hell are you doing, Daniel? You know, like all yelling and stuff like that. My throat kind of dry, so I can't really get my, my full-fledged New York accent. I can do better than that. I really can't. But uh, anyway, they want us to be yelling and screaming and throwing stuff all over the place like they do every time a team don't get a first down or whatever like that. But they have a lot of conditional love in those, in those fan bases. Now, they love their team, but they're always on television. They're always in the limelight. They always get the, the you know, the majority of, of the, the time slots when, when debate shows come on television, like the Cowboys, like the Giants, like the Eagles, uh, like the Steelers, uh, you know what I'm saying, like those teams like they, like the, like the Patriots. And now, you know, like they, they, they dominate that, but we don't. But at the same time, our fan base is loud and proud and don't care what the outcome is. We still going to be saying who that the next day. And they are so upset that they can't kill our morale. They're so upset that they can't kill our passion for the team. And regardless to how we feel, you know what I'm saying? We saying who that the very next day and they wondering what the, why, you know what I'm saying? How? Like, it's almost like the guy who gets his behind whooped throughout the entire movie, right? At the end of the movie, he got blood everywhere, his eyes puffed up, but, you know what I'm saying, getting knocked out a couple times, but he still keep getting up. And the guy that's knocking him down just wondering, like, where is this guy getting this from? This guy is not human. That's kind of how Saints fans are. Like, yeah, okay, Sunday it happened, we down, you get your little laughs and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, we come right back, still talking noise to your team, the same team that beat the Saints that particular Sunday or that Monday. We have a lot of passion on our team and they're upset that because they can't kill that passion. And at the same time, Saints fans go hard for their squad. If we see somebody that we consider being out of pocket about the Saints, we go on to Twitter, we go on to Facebook or wherever that person is and letting them know about themselves. So a lot of them are angry because we call them on it. And they feel like, man, who are y'all? Y'all was snake-bitten franchise, this, that, and the third. How come y'all got so much pride? Well, it's because for a long time, the Saints was all New Orleans' head. Uh, before the Pelicans or the Hornets, you know, before Baron Davis, B. Diddy, and them got into town, you know what I'm saying? The Saints was all they had, okay? And if you were into the Zephyrs back in the day, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? If you like, you know, AAA or whatever. But the Saints was all New Orleans' head for a long time, okay? I mean, crime was at all-time high. You know what I'm saying? Your homeboys, your homegirls up there getting slain down in the street, depressed down. But one thing that we all cared about and that all made things okay was the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are so embedded in the city of New Orleans. Anybody from New Orleans can attest to this. The Saints are so embedded into New Orleans. If the Saints win on Sunday, crime go down. Real talk. When, when the Saints was making their Super Bowl run, New Orleans had the lowest crime rate they had in, in, in city history almost. It's because people are happy when this team wins. They, they are so emotionally invested in this squad. And when you're so emotionally invested in something, it's nothing nobody can tell you about. So I think a lot of the anger and frustration comes from the fact that these guys get called on their stuff and they're egomaniacs. They're narcissists in some, in some cases, not all of them. 
but a good a good majority of those guys have egos, right? And and their job is kind of tied on their analysis. So they basically feel like they're getting paid to be right, which is in the case. You're being paid to tell stories the way that you see them, but you get so invested into it, your ego just becomes the size of Texas and Alaska combined that you can't decipher the fact that, you know, I, you know what I'm saying, between I got to be, you know, so I'm just giving my opinion or this is the way it's going to be. And when you get called on being wrong, they don't know how to handle that. So I think a lot of those reasons they get behind that camera, get, get the mic and start talking and they want to vent their frustrations because they don't like how the way Saints fans come at them. But I don't care if the Saints got one Super Bowl, eight Super Bowls. The fact of the matter is this. The New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Saints fans are always going to be tied to one another. Win, lose, or draw. Rather they one six, one and sixteen, <coughs> rather they three and fourteen, rather they eight and nine, rather they go undefeated, or rather they win 12, 13 games. The energy and the love and the passion for the New Orleans Saints will always be embedded inside of the hearts of the Who That Nation. I ain't talking about them fake fans, right? The, the, the fans that they start becoming fans around week nine when the Saints make a run. I'm talking about Saints fans that have been Saints fans when the Saints were at their lowest. Not some of you 20-year-olds. Y'all let y'all slide. Y'all y'all wasn't old enough to understand it. But I'm talking about people my age that watch the New Orleans Saints screw up, be terrible for years, but still was ready for the next year to get your heart broken again. You can't kill that, man. It's just some things you just can't kill. <coughs> but let's go ahead and go ahead and uh, answer a few more questions, then we'll go ahead and open up the chat lines. They hate us because they ain't us. The Saints are the wave. Yet national media themselves are arrogant uh, when it comes to Tom Brady. Exactly. Uh, for those that just following it, I'll just go ahead and let y'all see what I was talking about here. This is a comment. This was a comment that was made on Get Up by Dominique Foxworth and Ryan Clark. Check it we out. We all know that playoff teams get reshuffled every single year, even in this one, in which there's going to be one additional playoff team in either conference. So... Give me an NFC team that was in the playoffs a year ago that is going to miss the playoffs this season. I think it's the Saints. Uh, I think that Drew Brees meant Mm -hmm. a lot to that organization, and we're uncertain about the quarterback uh, situation. If they're going to uh, shift this all to a Jameis team, which I think is their best potential option, we'll see what happens. But this team is going to have to be leaning a lot more on their defense than they had in the past. So I'm going with the New Orleans Saints with my boy Dom. Listen, losing Drew Brees isn't just about what he did on Sundays. It's about what he did throughout the week, the ways that he allowed that offense to progress and watch others run it. Also, we've never seen Sean Payton go 16 full without Drew Brees at quarterback. You lose a lot of people because of the cap casualties, and I think that the New Orleans Saints will be rebuilding this year. Oh, so as you can see, man, that was Dominique Foxworth and – that was also Ryan Clark. So that's what they had to say about it. The link is down in the description. I'm going to take a few calls. I know a lot of people ready to chime in, ready to talk about this situation. But I'm going to go ahead and we're going to start with uh, Who That Davis. What's going on, Aaron? How you doing, man? Yo, what's good, TJ? Look, uh, this isn't something that I can just take just sitting down, right? Mm-hmm. Especially coming from Ryan Clark, right. what you what he just said, right? 
mm-hmm. talking about losing a lot of people because of cap casualty. Right. Let's look at who they lost, right? They lost in terms of starters. Let's look at who they lost in terms of starters. Mm-hmm. The only significant one so far in defense is Malcolm Brown and Jack Rabbit Janoris Jenkins. Other than that, let's look at who they lost. They've lost Sheldon Rankins, who can't stay healthy. They've lost – who else did they lost? They lost uh, Justin Manuel Hardy. Sanders. Manuel, Manuel Sanders. Sanders. Justin Hardy. They've lost I guess you uh, Jared Carter. Cook. They yeah. lost Jared Cook. They lost Josh Hill. Mm-hmm. They've lost a couple of secondary depth pieces like DJ Swearinger. Right. They've lost. They've nearly lost Dwayne Washington, but he's back. Alex Angeloni. The, they lost Angeloni, but you can't really call that one a loss. You can't call that one a loss. <laughs> I mean, he, he contributed in a, you know. I mean, not so much last season, but he was a contributor. I, yeah, I'm, I'm just, 2017 I'm just throwing, season. I'm just I'm just throwing him out there. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the fact that what I'm trying to get here is mm-hmm. Ryan Clark's talking about. Every uh, all these guys, these Saints laws, we're going to be rebuilding. Right. Where is the rebuilding at? I'm trying to figure out where the rebuilding process is starting because they've lost mainly depth pieces. Okay, you've lost Malcolm Brown, right? Guess what? Hello, Malcolm Roach, a great run stuffer, a very underrated guy coming out of the University of Texas. You've lost Janora Jenkins. Hello, Paulson Adebo. That was pre. That was regarded as a number one corner if he were to declare for the 2020 NFL draft. You've lost DJ Swearinger. You've got um, key pieces back there, and Marcus Williams is coming coming back hungry. Uh, you got Malcolm Jenkins still back there leading the secondary. You've lost Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, hello, you got Marquez Callaway had a really good season that that nobody expected out of an undrafted free agent. Nobody expected him to so much as make the roster. Let alone be as impactful on, in the Saints' offense as he was. When you, you we when a undrafted rookie like Marquez Callaway can earn the trust of Drew Brees within uh, three or four weeks of him being a consistent playmaker, being a consistent starter for the offense, what does that really say? Right. What does that really say? And you've got Traquan Smith still playing outside, who I believe his potential could really be unlocked under a livelier arm in Jameis Winston. We all know what Sean Payton can do when he's utilizing his quarterbacks to the best of their ability. He puts uh, he puts his guys in position to succeed. So I don't know where Ryan Clark is getting off that the Saints are rebuilding, but I yeah, you, should, you lost me there. Now the former take with being a potential miss of a playoffs because of the question at, at at the quarterback position. Okay, honestly, that's fair. Okay, that's fair because. No matter how hyped we are for Jameis Winston, I want everybody in the chat to hear this. As much as we want Jameis Winston to succeed, right, that is a fair question we have to keep in mind. We have to make sure we temper that expectation when we see how we look post-Drew Brees' era. Because we may be, we may be 8-1, and one, maybe, maybe, excuse me, we may be 11-1 total without Drew Brees being under center, but this is going to be a new era, a new 17-game season that the New Orleans Saints are going to be faced with. So can they replicate that instead of just trying to keep their heads above water until number nine comes back under center? So that's a fair take. I'm not going to scrutinize against that. Right. But I do believe he's going to be fine in his offense. Right. But Ryan Clark, I don't know, man. He lost a little bit of my respect and credibility with that take. It, it sounded more like he was just, eh. But – 
to go back to your main topic on why did they why the media wants Saints to fail. It's just there's one reason. There's only one reason that I can think of. The Saints are a highlight. The Saints are an efficient team. When I what I mean by that is let's look at Baltimore and with Lamar. Let's look at Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. Let's look at the buzz Tampa Bay has have right now because of Tom Brady and the accomplishments he's had over over his career in New England. These teams, right? And now it's coming in, right? If you're if you're, if you're still kind of new to the NFL, let's go back to this past draft. The quarterbacks: Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Zach Wilson. These quarterbacks are getting a lot of buzz for teams. The Jets are getting coverage. The Chicago Bears are being talked about. Trey Lance going to San Francisco. They're they're being talked about. This these guys are highlight real players. The Saints don't really have highlight real players at the quarterback position. They don't have nobody that can really that really stands out to you. You're like, wow, this is really amazing. How did they do that? No, they're efficient. They get the job done. They get in and they get right back out. That's that's been the Saints mantra for the past decade, right. since 2013, since 2013. So that's why I believe the media is trying to downplay the Saints and want them to fail because they can't see us as a highlight real team that really blows them out of the water in terms of as opposed to what everybody else is doing around the league. Yeah, I mean, you make some interesting points, Aaron. You know, I, I really feel that they don't want to give the New Orleans Saints the credit. I mean, and, and you, you alluded to something uh, that I think a lot of fans need to pay attention to. The Saints aren't the the, the sexy pick. You know what I'm saying? They're not the sexy choice. It, it It's very rare that you hear some controversial coming out of Metairie. You, you don't hear it. Like, you don't hear about guys, uh, you know, really getting into it or anything like that. Like Michael Thomas, that was a little bit of an anomaly. You don't really hear about that. You know what I'm saying? I think the, the Saints actually put that out there to kind of bring him back in line a little bit. But you don't really hear anything. And if I can compare the Saints to any any team, like, I would have to say they like the San Antonio Spurs of the NFL. Like, the San Antonio Spurs was just a, a fundamental team. Like, they just – one game, like it wasn't nothing spectacular about him. You know, Tim Duncan, you go out there, get his 24-10. You know, like you you had Tony Park out there giving them fundamental passes. You know, the model Ginobili doing his thing. But you had out there with the Clippers, you had Live City. You had Blake Griffin. You know what I'm saying? You had, I mean, come on, man. You had all the excitement throwing, you know what I'm saying, Alley Oops from, from half court. Cleveland, you had LeBron out there with Tomahawk jams and all that kind of stuff. The Saints were uh, not like a sexy pick. They don't have a, a sexy pedigree that you can go back and look at. I mean, a quarterback, he's efficient, but he doesn't have the biggest arm in the world. So it has a lot to do with the reason why the media don't really, you know, give them the credit that they deserve, in my opinion. They just, they like, they like, they like excitement. And the Saints, you know, to them, aren't very excited. But Aaron, thank you so much, man. I appreciate the comments and, uh, Thank you, uh, man. And go ahead and plug the Black and Gold Breakdown podcast. Let everybody know about it, man. All right, look. The next video I got going up over there is going to be talking about the NFC South. I know I was supposed to be doing a video on Paulson Adebo, but I can't find that much footage for the 2019 season, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah. But we're not going to let that stop us. We got NFC South discussions on uh, final records and who's going to place where. And hot take, I think Atlanta Falcons are going to play second. I think Saints is going to place first. I think Atlanta's going to going to be placed second this year. Um, that's a little preview. But you can go ahead and follow me at uh, 
at the Black and Gold Breakdown Podcast. Go ahead and search that, search that in your YouTube little search bar. We are less than two followers away from hitting 1K. Just uh, it only takes two seconds to hit that subscribe button, guys. Man. Hit that subscribe button. Let's get to 1K, and I can get more content, more updates for you guys with the community tab that'll be made of made available to me. You can also follow me on my Facebook page, Facebook.com, search Black and Gold Breakdown. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Real Aaron Davis. That's uh, Real Aaron Davis. All right. Uh, I hope you guys come by. That video will be dropping either tomorrow or the day after. I hope you guys enjoy. TJ, as always, I will be in the comments, brother. Take care. Yeah. All right. Take easy, Aaron. All right, man. That was Aaron from the uh, Black and Gold Breakdown podcast. Before we get to the OG, um, yeah, man. Black and Gold Breakdown podcast. Go ahead, man. Two subscribers. Two. Come on, man. That can be you. You can be subscriber number 1,000, man. Let's help Aaron get to 1,000 subscribers. That is not easy to do, folks, uh, especially when you're out here trying to create content. Uh, I, I definitely know that for a fact. Um, but check out the Black and Gold Breakdown podcast. Aaron doing a real good job over there. Let's go back to the comments. Breeze was not the team. Exactly. Uh, he was definitely not the team. And I think that people became accustomed to that. Because for a long time, he was the team. A long time, you know, the Saints had a, a bad defense, and it was always Drew Brees saving the day. Over the last four to five years, the Saints have became a much better team, and it was one of those teams that can actually complement the skills of a Drew Brees in the last two years. You can honestly say they might even exceed it uh, what Drew Brees can actually bring to the table. So um, I, I really believe that. Uh, Kimo says it's so unfair how they view us. Yeah, it's unfair. But once again, the Saints aren't the sexiest pick in the world. They're not the sexiest team. They don't do the sexiest things. They, they're not a controversial team. They're not going to give you a hot take. Gail Benson ain't about to get behind the camera after every game and talk about the defense that offense should have did this to win. Uh, you're not going to have distinction between quarterback and coach. Uh, you're not going to have uh, a player just come out there talking about how unhappy he is. You, you don't get that from the New Orleans Saints. And, and teams and organizations that give the media that type of press, they love those type of guys. They love to flock to those teams. But teams that give you barely anything at all, very tight lip, very hushed mouth, if you will, um, they don't really like those type of teams. They don't. They don't. You know, like, so that, that it just that's just what it is. Uh, if you want to donate to the State of the Saints podcast, go ahead and hit that super chat button. Also, you can donate uh, through Cash App as well. Uh, thank you all so much for making the show run, keeping them lights on, the lights, water, and the phone. Uh, but let's go ahead. We're going to go to uh, Quinn. Quinn, what's going on? What's going on, bro? What's going on, man? Quinn, always coming through with the heat. Mr. Honesty himself, man. What's going <laughs> on, man? <laughs> See, for one, when it comes to Ryan Clark, I feel like I feel like he just one of them people that just mad because they ain't drafting him. Just like old dude from from um from the Falcons, the linebacker. What his name? Um, Jones, I think. Whatever his name. Yeah, was. Deion Jones. Deion he Jones. Ma- he just like them. Like he probably just mad we ain't take him. Mm-hmm. That's his thing. And two, I think y'all got. I think we got to realize. I think it's really a good thing that they doing. I think it's remarkable what they doing mm-hmm. because we we're becoming messy football. If you really think about what's going on, look at look at how the schedule has been going for for the last three years. Look at our schedule. We've been we've been on prime more than ever, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so I right. think what they doing is they bringing more attention to the Saints. They're not. Right. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. I yeah, think I, I don't either. You know, I don't think it's a bad thing. 
I, me personally, I just feel like they just kind of setting up storylines uh, for a yeah, team that, that has all those primetime games. Yeah. Yeah, because just like you, we all just saying, it's really not true. We all must see football technically. Could think about it. You, you could just think about last year. Look what we was doing. Like you can't tell me the games we was having. You not about to be just looking on edge of your seat or in front of the TV waiting on something to happen. Like that's must right. see. That's that's football right there. We when we play football, it's actually a football game in a sense. Whereas like you don't never know what can happen, bro. Don't focus do something at any time, man. You know what I'm saying? They could turn the whole game around. Yep. We got like like y'all like like we got think about it, but we got Camaro, bro. That that man alone is must see. He gonna do something. Yep. Just like last year when we went against Green Bay, what he did. We almost won that game. And yep. remember what he did with that little that little catch he did. He ran all the way up there to the uh, end zone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He he is always a must see football when, with with the Saints. It just I think what they doing is trying to make it more to where people can keep putting their eyes on it because we're getting more and more to the point where we are becoming that big market when it comes to football now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because at first we never was. We we, mm-hmm. we just getting around it. And then for them talking about we're not going to make it, for one, what did the Falcons do in the free agency or in the draft? What did the Panthers do? They got yes. Sam Darnold. Come on now. <laughs> Y'all weren't about Teddy Bridgewater. You think Sam Darnold going to do something? You Like, come on, right? Y'all, y'all weren't about all them people. We're going to be in the playoffs regardless. That's not even the question. Yeah. Especially since they got these 17 games now. You 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 telling me we not gonna be in the playoffs? Come on. Right. I ain't yeah. I, I I live in Atlanta. I don't see Falcons doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? I mean, look, I, I I don't think it's so much about uh what what the other teams are gonna do. I just think that they just feel like Drew Brees was such a huge factor. And he was, you know what I'm saying? I'm he not was, gonna say I'm not gonna say like you're not gonna was, notice. But, but I ain't gonna lie to you. The last three years has not haven't been about Drew. That's the thing. He he just did enough to get by. That's why I keep that's why I was telling you last time. James just have to do enough just to get by. Just like y'all was saying, we didn't he lose. gonna have to win some games now. Yeah, but win. we ain't, he gonna have to win some games we, though. But yeah, but technically we didn't lose nobody. Like the people who always caused us problems technically are gone. Right. Like like y'all talking about Janoris Jenkins. He most of the time he the one getting caught on. We like bro. You know I mean, what I'm saying? I like, mean, that that is gonna be a big loss in my opinion, though. I mean, you think so? Yeah, uh, yeah. He like he's he's a really good man, man to man coverage corner. The only thing is, like, when he's going up against some of those shifty guys, the ones he, he get beat on double moves a lot. But see, but, got, that's what a lot of wide receivers is right now, though. Man, he had, he had Antonio Brown locked up on, in two games. I tell you that. I mean, last time Antonio Brown beneficial like that though, like when last time he went crazy like he used to. Like he, he started, everything. he started coming on now. He, he came yeah, on, he but, came on get football team, came <laughs> on get the Falcons had two touchdowns. Uh, like, man, he, he was out there doing his thing. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna poo poo on I, him like that now. I think the little rookie, the new rookie, bro. I think he gonna do his business. Oh, yeah. I oh, think yeah. he gonna actually handle his business. And I think, I think the way we got that, we got that little do a defensive coordinator, but I think we gonna be good. I ain't gonna lie to you. I think we good, bro. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. see us falling. We okay. still got a good O line. Mm-hmm. We still got our. We still got like the best. We still got the best wide receiver right now in the NFL, technically. Right. You know what I'm saying? We got the best running back, all around running back. Right. So it's like all you have to do is let James do what he do, fill it out. Because uh, bro, people don't realize, bro, all you need is five yards every play, and we good. We don't right. even need all that extra, John. Just get five yards, bro. Get closer and closer. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I believe I believe him. And then y'all was talking about Manuel Sanders. He really didn't do as much last year 
You know what I'm saying? But I feel like the little what's this dude from last year who went crazy? The little short one, the uh, kid with turn dude. Deontay Harris. Deontay that Harris. boy, that I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lie. I think he's gonna be dangerous. I yeah, think that's a I sleeper. think so too. I, I think he's gonna be our true sleeper. Yeah, I think he I think he is too, Quinn. But uh, thank you so much for your for your comment, man. Appreciate your your, your intake and man, always call back, man. Feel free to do so, bro. I got you, brother. All right, take it easy. Yeah, man, it's a good point. Deontay Harris. Uh, he has a quarterback now that can kind of play into his strengths, getting behind the defense, catch some of those deep balls, uh, extremely shifty, a game changer. Just think, the only issue I have with Deontay Harris is he's so small, man. He's just always susceptible to getting hurt. Ronald Armstrong says, hey, TJ, do you think the Saints defense will regress this year with core guys like Jordan Davis and Jenkins getting older, not having anterior depth like we used to in our secondary? That's a good question, Ronald uh look father time is undefeated uh I, I think that guys are not going to be what they once were i think anybody asking for that every single year uh, i feel like they kind of ask for too much if you're asking it from the same person uh cam jordan was getting double teamed a lot and even though he normally would get double teamed uh throughout the years you notice that he, he wasn't able to break through and get to the quarterback as much but at the same time other guys were eating as well so if teams start looking at, oh, we got to guard this other guy over here because Cam like might be kind of, you know, getting up there. You know, like you come through and probably make some plays. Those are very powerful guys on that side of football. And once you start to get older, you, you start to slow down a little bit. Maybe you're probably a, a tick late, but there's one thing that you can always count on are your instincts and your ability to read certain offenses if you're a defensive player. And those type of things put you in position to succeed. It's one of the reasons why guys like Ray Lewis, uh, even though he was getting older, was able to play as long as he did because he was able to dissect some of the defense, I mean, the offenses, and put himself in positions to make the tackle, to get to the quarterback, to tackle the running back. So guys start to get older, they get a little bit wiser, they start to understand schemes and, and offenses a little bit better, and that plays to their strengths versus a, a young guy who is probably out there just making it based on athleticism, right? Once you start slowing down, it's almost like, you know, if you, you have five senses, if you lose one of those senses, the other ones get heightened because you have to count on those other senses in order for you to, you know, make things happen. You know, I feel like the same way with the team. So I think I think those guys would be just fine. Jerry, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's going on, TJ Jones, the host? Yes, sir. Of the state of the state of the Saints podcast, how you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing just fine, man. Thank you so much for being on the live, man. Uh, seeing you down in the chat, <laughs> say you had some things they need to get off your chest. So go ahead. And yes, floor, I do. Man. Yes, I do, TJ. I have a lot on my chest to get on. But first and foremost, shout out to everybody that's in the chat. Who that to everybody? I hope everybody is doing well today and all this week. Know that I love. Know that the OG loves each and every one of y'all. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Want to get want to set the tone right there for that. Mm -hmm. But before I get to these questions, I, I just want to say this. Screw the media. Screw the Suckineers. Screw the punk ass Panthers. And screw <laughs> the Falcons. <laughs> I, I just want to lay that lay that right there. But I got a question, TJ, and 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 and, and I'm glad you brought up brought up a point. And uh, also shout out to uh, Who That Davis 
uh, uh, I, I check out his podcast too. Uh, so, so he already know I'm I'm already there for him. And shout out to uh, the last caller, uh, Quinn, uh, giving some dots on that. But my thought, my 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 saying is this, TJ. The reason why this media is so skeptical and so stupid and so dumb, mm. always talking down on the New Orleans Saints because they are completely jealous of us. All of them. I don't care if it's first take. I don't care if it's get up. I don't care if it's first things first. I don't care what it is. These are some straight up 100% clowns mm. right now. Wow. Especially, wow. especially Ryan Clark's dumb ass. No, no. Because that dude is just a straight up hater and 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 Dominic Foxwood is a straight up gremlin too, man. And you and, and, and for those that saw Big Q's channel last night, y'all know what I'm talking about because he went straight off on Foxwood and Clark, especially Clark because and he from Louis he from Louisiana. Yeah. And you mean to tell me he's a straight up 100% Saints hater? Knock it off. Come on. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, I mean, I'm come kidding. on, man. I'm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I mean, I mean, bro, come on. <laughs> I'm at a loss for words. I, I really don't. Uh -huh. I really don't know what to. I really don't know what to say. The only thing, I guess, the only thing I can say is this. I guess everybody's entitled to their opinion, but I think Jerry, if I didn't take communications. And some of these classes, I think I probably would not understand, but I get it. I, I know what they're doing. Like, I know you probably watch wrestling. You probably remember Eric Bischoff. He wrote a book called yes, Controversy Creates Cash. That was the name of the book. Yep. And he talked about how controversy, yep. how you, you put controversial situations on television and everybody flocked to it. Hot takes are the thing, right? That's what kind of differentiates right. like shows like, like mine from like other shows. I've noticed that a lot of podcasters, what they try to do is they try to give the hottest take or go against the grain or turn the heel, if you will, um, in order for them to try to generate buzz. A lot of people do that. And I ain't going to lie to you. They become extremely successful because it's almost like a car crash that you can't turn away from. So a lot of them, they try to come up with these hot takes in order for them to try to generate buzz and attention. And, and in some cases, they're successful. Look what we're talking about right now. We're talking about takes that they had on Get Up, right? So how many barbershop conversations I had right now talking about what these two guys have said? So in that regard, they are successful. But I will say this, man. You know, what does a man profit if he gains the whole world and loses so, okay? If you, hey, don't, have the respect, if you don't have the respect of your peers, if you don't have the respect of the people that, that actually made you who you are, then who are you? And, you know, I don't know where, where it's coming from. I don't know if this is their really genuine emotion or if it's just the fact that they're trying to stay on TV because at the end of the day, Jerry, it's about those Nielsen ratings that come out every quarter. How good are we doing? How how many, you know what I'm saying, how, what our ratings are looking like, what the demographic is, who still wants to uh, run their commercials when we're on television. That's what it's all about. So mm -hmm. it's very rare that you get a, a lot of passionate people to talk about teams especially if they actually have that particular time slot, if they actually have a show, because the only thing that's mostly important is the bottom line. So with that, you know, I, I understand why guys take the stance that they do. Don't make it right. 
But mm-hmm. that's one. Of, that's one of the main reasons why they do it. But shouts out to Big Q, man. Big Q doing real big things over there on the channel. Great, great, that's great right. take. Great show, man. Shouts out to Big Q, man. Big, Big Q always doing big things, man. Jerry got anything yeah, else? Yeah, man. Yeah, I also want to say shout out, shout out to Big Q and his channel. Also, shout out to the uh, Aaron Davis and his uh, uh, podcast. Also, shout out to the WDN Chat Line podcast. Yeah, all, yeah. The, all, all the same streams on there. And, and this is another thing I want to say right here, TJ. This is why the entire Who That Nation, including myself, this is why we come here. We don't, we, 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 it ain't like the national media out there. On here and every other same stream, we speak the real. Now they could now the media can talk about that about this team and and that team and 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 this team gonna do this and this team gonna do that. Let them, hmm. let them talk about it. Yeah. Over here on the State of the Saints podcast and all the other Saints streams, we talk New Orleans Saints over here. This is what we do. Yep. And I don't yeah, give a we, damn what they say. We ain't getting fed through through the headphones information. Uh, we, we're not telling you about great takes that you can come up with. You know, we ain't got the producer telling us you got five seconds. We don't have that over here. You know, like this there is, is no takes talking. over here. Yeah, we we yeah. we 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 go we go live, and we, we don't even have a time limit. We keep it going. Yeah, we keep it going until yeah, I have something to do. Or we have <laughs> or there we, we you go. Exactly. But TJ, I want to ask I want I want to ask this question, man. And I know everybody in the chat agree with me when I when I ask this question. Now, we just saw that Trail Williams, the guy we were talking about even like the last few days was going to make an impact to the New Orleans Saints and he got and he got released because of he failed the physical. Right. Now, this is my and and the Dolphins picked him up. Now, this is my question, TJ. And everybody, y'all know where I'm going with this. Why in the blue hell did we resign that sorry ass cornerback, Ken Crawley? Why? <laughs> Why? Okay, first you have you, you you have pathetic jackass. I'm talking about PJ Williams, and now you got his sidekick, sorry ass Ken Crawley. Why? <laughs> Uh, Why are these two cornerbacks are so special to Sean Payton? I need to know that. I need to know that answer, TJ. I, I've been I've been trying to I've been trying to figure out what the pictures that uh, PJ Williams had on uh, Sean Payton, uh, the bodies that he know that's buried in the backyard. I, I've been trying to figure that out. I don't know how. Like he he, he has missed a one year deal. You know what I'm saying? Like he always comes back. But I, I know why. You know, I, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that those guys have been on a team. And they understand the defense. Uh, they have chemistry with the other guys, and you know it's just the fact that you know it's a it's one guy that you don't have to really teach much. I mean, it's just what it is. Like that. That um, I feel like now, for the most part, I feel like uh, you know Ken Crawley is there for for special teams. I mean, you lose somebody like Justin Hardy, who's a special teams ace, lose him to mm-hmm. go to the Jets. You need somebody out there with a little bit of experience. And Ken Crawley was playing on special teams, so. I definitely yeah, can see him out there on, on special teams and, and doing his thing out there. So that's probably the main reason why I feel like they signed him. Like PJ Williams wasn't as terrible as he was in years past, most of the time because oh my God. He, they played him oh at safety. God. They played him at safety last year, which was the smartest thing, and that that saved his career. So 
And honestly, man, he, like I, I wish I can pick on him, but he really did not play dead bad. And I guess, like I said, you keep him from the outside, you keep him from the outside, he'll do all right. He ain't gonna be like <laughs> he ain't gonna be elite or nothing, but he's serviceable. Now the other position, now the other position, he like like you said a long time ago, guy can't even cover a bed sheet. Hell, he can't even cover the, the pandemic. <laughs> man, that man, <laughs> he said that boy can cover with a snuggie, man, for real. They like uh them boy, like man, don't put them boys on the outside, man. They they spray toast bread. Please don't, please don't. Outside. That would be terrible. Keep them on special teams out there. Be just smoke like a biscuit, brisket burnt like biscuit. Exactly, smoke like brisket, burnt like biscuit. Thank you, <laughs> Jerry. That part so right there. <laughs> exactly. Hey man, hey that, that but, uh, but TJ, I'm TJ, I'm gonna leave you with this, uh, and I and I, I know I know somebody getting ready else to come on. I know somebody else getting ready to come on here, but I want to say this in closing, mm-hmm. and hear me out, who that nation. If anybody come rolling up on you, talking about Joe New Orleans Saints, you tell them, no matter where you're from, you tell them these words. Hell no. To the no, 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 hell to the no. What you I said, I said, if anybody come rolling up, <laughs> you had to break out the bishop, hey, man. Hey, hey, I, if, hey, I had to, man. I had to bring out the bishop. Man. You, you, you set it up, man. You set it up so clean. I, I was like, I got to hit it. But go ahead with the yeah, man, and you hit it, and you hit it too, man. But as I was saying. If anybody come rolling up on you talking about your New Orleans Saints, you tell them these words. Get the flirtily out of here and go flirtily yourself. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, OG Jared Poy Jr., ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much, man. Call back anytime, brother. Yeah, anytime, Big Q. You take care and God bless, brother. Love you all. All right, take it easy. Man, shout out to Jared Poy. Shouts out to him, man. Always leaving on a high note. That's how you're supposed to do it, man. Sweet Jerry Seinfeld style right there. Uh, let's go. Appointing uh, out the player's shortcoming is not trashing or bashing. It's real talk. I mean, for real. If you can't play, you can't play. If you're trash, you're trizash, okay? If you're hot, garbage. You're hot? Garbage. And that's all it is to it, man. That's all it is to it. But we got to go to Jay Dog the Cajun man. Jay Dog the Cajun man. What's going Yo, on? Yo, what's brother? good? Hey, Yo, man, what's good? Good, man. Hey. Good, man. man, I'm 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 just ready for the season. I don't care what no media says about the Saints. Like thank you so much, Jay Dog, for, for calling in, man, chiming in. So you say you're not concerned about the media, man. I mean, does the media bother you at all though? No, it doesn't. Like this, it's just all hot, hot takes and talks. Like mm, you know, yep. they can say what they say, what they what they want about the Saints. Mm-hmm. I have confidence in my team. I know that we can, you know, we can at least, you know, I I said realistically eight or seven wins, mm. or like confidently, I would say twelve or thirteen. Wow, wins. Wow. That's a lot of confidence so, right there, man. <laughs> a lot of yeah, I know I'm putting a lot of confidence into this because, I mean, mainly because I trust Sean Payton a lot. Um, I, 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 Sean Payton's a great offensive coach. Right, I mean, he right. could, I mean, he done 
fabulous with Drew Brees. I'm sure he can do fabulous with Jameis Winston. Yep. Now, if it doesn't work out, well, we got something else to fall back on. Yep. That's true, man. Because I, mean, I, I think a lot of people, J Dog, aren't giving Sean Payton the credit for being a, re- a really good coach. And that's, that's what really bothers me about the media right? as well as some Saints fans. Like, we acted like mm-hmm. Drew Brees was a world beater before he got here. He was not. Okay. Nope. I mean, this man, this was a guy who was getting benched. This was a guy who was out here. People didn't think he had what it take. Dude, he got dropped. He, like, they took, they took, they took a freaking uh, quarterback. Philip Rivers. Yeah. Phil Rivers. Like, when Drew Brees came to New Orleans, like, you know, Miami didn't want him because of his shoulder injury. But, right. like, his first year, he balled out. Second mm-hmm. year, balled out. Third year, fourth year, fifth year, sixth year, seventh year, eighth year, and so on. Yep. Look yeah, what he, did. he did. Look what. Look what. How Sean Payton turned this around and made the Saints to what they were. And I think that, and I think they don't give enough attention to Sean Payton. Yeah. Uh, it's then it's all it's I mean, I love you, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I love you, but you know, it takes effort from a coach to actually, you know, make this system work and make it make it, you know, going. I mean, look at Bill Belichick, for example, look how many years he had Super Bowls. I mean it just takes that one good head coach to make it click. Yeah, that's true. And I yeah, believe yeah. And I believe Sean Payton can do that because he's shown that he can, you know. And I think it's I think many people don't don't realize how good of a coach he is and mm-hmm. just brush it off as you know like, you know, it's the Drew Brees show, you know, it's 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 all about Drew Brees. But I mean hey, kudos to need- Sean Payton. You yeah, need I mean, the coach, and you need you, the quarterback. Exactly, j Dog. You definitely need a good quarterback, good uh, coach combination. You, you definitely need that in order to make that thing go. And, uh, you know. I mean, look I, at Tom Brady. To give him credit, yeah. For example, look at Tom Brady and Bill Belichick of how they well-meshed, you know? Right. Yeah. You, um, you, need that, you need that You need that quarterback to, the order chemistry. to make, make you it need go. The, you need that coach. You need that chemistry to make it work. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, but J-Dog, man, thank you so much for your take, man. I appreciate it. Call back anytime, man. Oh, man, thank you. Peace. Peace, man. Man, shout out to J-Dog, man. Good take. People not giving Sean Payton the credit for being a good coach. Not giving that man the credit. I don't like that either. I I ain't feeling it. Not a fan. Not a fan of that, all. Ren says, who that nation? Ain't worried about no media? Our team built different. And let the media talk. I'm, I'm, I'm reading it like I feel like he's saying it. <laughs> the media, <laughs> our team is built different. And let the media talk. I, I play with what we got. They're talking. We're going to be fine, who that nation. Man, don't worry about that. Shout out to Ren, man. Shout out to <laughs> Did the ad lib right there. Took me back to college when I was acting. I ain't never read the script the way that it, that it looked. Cry, <laughs> Cry says, what I love about Crawley 
is that his name actually describes him. He crawls on the back of the opposing wide receivers. <laughs> D says, I'm an ex-Buccaneer and a proud Saints bandwagoner. Ain't nothing wrong with that, D. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Welcome to the nation. Hell yes, Jerry. Shout out to j Dog. j Dog also says, I feel like Sean Payton deserves a lot of praise. That was j Dog that just chimed in. And thank you all so much. And thank you to everybody that has uh, donated to the State of Saints podcast throughout the show. Thank you to everybody that has uh, put the thumbs up in the air, gave me the old Arthur Fonzarelli's. And if you have not already, go ahead and give your boy a thumbs up, man. Give boy a thumbs up. And if you're new to the channel, go ahead and hit that subscription button. We on it popping right now. We about to go to Sanchez. Sanchez, what's going on, man? What's going on, Not much, man. Well, what you got for me? Sorry, Sanchez. I can I can barely hear you, man. I can barely hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, a little bit better. Now, what you say? Uh, Sanchez, you're going in and out, man. I, I can barely, okay. I can barely hear you. I can barely hear you, man. I'm sorry, man. I had to. I couldn't. I couldn't really hear what you're saying. It was extremely low. I don't know if anybody else could hear you. Call back, Sanchez. We'll put you back on, man. We're gonna go to Bucks Gold Game. Bucks Gold Game. What's going on, man? Man, what's up, boys? What's up, TJ, man? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm man, be listening to this media crap, man. This is crazy. Crazy, insane. Yeah, but look at this. The Saints has always been good. That's what they're hating on. That's what they're talking about the media because the Saints been good for years. Mm. That's what they're talking about the media. Yeah, I mean, look, I, look, I, I thought that it was a good That's topic. Yeah, I mean, bus goal game. Here's the thing, I brought this topic because, because of the emails, inboxes, people want to talk about. Man, why do they keep hating on the Saints? Thought it'd be a good topic in between the middle of the week like this because yeah. a lot of people want to know. A lot of people have stuff yes. they want to get off their chest, man. And it's, it's a fair question. And the she's up rivalry, I know. It's just, yeah. It's because the Saints been on top of the NFC South for the past. past I say about four, I say at least four years. If yeah. For four, four years, for the exception, y'all win the Super Bowl. Congratulations to y'all, by the way. Mm-hmm. But for yeah. four years, they've won that division. And it, they, and it yeah, you know so. crazy? We didn't even have to win the division and get to the Super Bowl. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah I mean, but at, yeah, at the, we just at got the lucky. same. That was, uh, we just got lucky. I don't look. I don't want to say. Uh, I, I'm not gonna say that. I, I would say I, if I would be saying that, it would be sour grapes. I think y'all got hot at the right time, and y'all was able to y'all was able to capitalize on that, man. Y'all 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 was having like little chemistry issues throughout the season, yeah, and then like that after true. that bye week, it started to come on. Yeah. So I'm not gonna say well, y'all got lucky. I y'all would, y'all would, definitely earned it. I wanted the Bucks versus the Saints week one matchup. I yeah. man, man, man. I. How about what do you think of the schedule? I mean, what do you think of the schedule? Uh, yeah. I I think the schedule it looks pretty good. Um, you, guys, you guys go to Green Bay, week one. Uh, we yeah we play Green Bay in, in a Superdome week one. We don't have to go to Lambeau, but I, I think as far as, as your your team is concerned for week one, I think it's mostly about a little media circus. I mean, you got the Cowboys, yeah. the media darlings, and then you got Tom a uh, Tom Brady. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, that's a match made in heaven. Cool. If, you, if you, you love, do you think we can win an opening tonight? Or are you going to get the Cowboys? What do you think was going? What do you think was going to happen? I don't know, man. It should be an interesting game. I don't know. Uh, Cowboys. They they got Dak back. I'm glad to see him back. 
Uh, from injury, man. That was that was a horrible injury. Are you gonna stream open the night? Huh? Are you gonna stream open the night? Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely gonna stream open the night. Definitely gonna stream open the night. Um, we gonna talk about it. We are gonna chop it up. Uh, we gonna mm-hmm. give our takes. Uh, mm-hmm. definitely gonna do that, man. So here's this, man. I got one more thing before I get off. Uh huh. Man, and see, I I really think this. Man, I don't think the Falcons will get the second be number two in the division. Yeah. What someone said earlier in the chat. I think it's gonna be the Bucks and Saints fight for the division. I don't think the Falcons there yet. Hmm. I don't think Carolina is there yet either. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a. I, I think that both teams uh, are going to be pretty good. Uh, I think that the the second year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you might see a little bit more chemistry early. But with the early chemistry, that might set it up for you know a little bit of a setback. We see, have, you was able to. Really- we have mm-hmm. an early bye week this year. We have an early bye week. Right. Y'all didn't have one since I think like till like week 13 last season or something. Yeah. Like that. It was like really, really yeah. late. It's, uh but it's, it's you got chemistry. Yeah. Week nine. Yeah. You got chemistry on your side. Yeah. You got chemistry on your side, but like when you start off early with that chemistry, man, you gotta keep it, you gotta maintain I got a question it. For you. Yeah, do, so. you think, do you think we have a Super Bowl hangover? Do you think we're gonna have a good year? What do you think? We, we think we're gonna have a hangover, Super Bowl hangover. I don't think it's gonna be a Super Bowl hangover, but I do feel like y'all are gonna get every team's best shot. I feel like a lot of teams didn't really buy into y'all last season, um, and I feel like I feel like now you got everybody's attention. So you're going to well, have yes. to really fight, scratch, and claw it's, to maintain that success. It's a lot of easy games. I'm not worried about those easy games. Yeah. I mean, it's the thing about it is you just mentioned it. You you all won a Super Bowl, but you didn't win a division. And with that, you don't have to play the championship schedule. So the Saints got the championship schedule. They're playing all division champions. Have fun, you guys. You guys yeah. Play. So <laughs> you guys get Washington. You guys get Washington, Tennessee. Yeah. You guys, yeah. I think you. I think you guys go to New England. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we no, got no, real tough got, schedule, man. Guys, real tough schedule. You guys got Buffalo too. We get Buffalo. This is gonna be fun. Yeah. <laughs> man, I want man. I I'm worried about Buff. Man, the game I'm worried about is the public. Buff- that Dallas game is too much money, three thousand mm. dollars. Oh yeah, that's too much right there. Bus call game. Uh, thank you, okay, thank you so. Good. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Take it easy. Call back anytime. Yeah, man, that was Bus call game, man. Look, I like Bus call game. Bus call game been rolling with the State of the Saints podcast for a long time, man. So I'm not I, look. He one of them uh, Buccaneer fans. Uh, that's all right with me. I know y'all y'all got y'all opinions about him, but Bucs go game. He all right with me. <laughs> Brian says every t- every team Tampa Bay played in the playoffs were riddled with injuries except Green Bay. I, but I, I still don't look. The Saints were fine. Like I understand Taysom Hill wasn't playing, but come on, man. Like I don't know, man. I don't want to say these guys just lucked up. Uh, that'll be sour grapes right there. They'll just be sour grapes. Those guys earned that championship, period. You know, they went on a road. They went on a road against Washington. They went on a road against the Saints. They went on a road against Green Bay. The only home game they had was an anomaly, and that was, uh, you know, in Tampa. And that wasn't even considered a home game. That was just a Super Bowl. So let's go to Rudy, man. Rudy, what's going on? Oh, not much. Just getting some style in. Yeah, hey, man, look at you, man, looking like one of the Blues Brothers right there. <laughs> got the Blues Brother swag going. I see you. Man. Hold up, hold up. I gotta do it. I got. Excuse me. You, you brought it up. I'm on a mission from God. Go ahead, hit it with it. 
it's 106 miles to Chicago. Got a full tank of gas, half pack of cigarettes. It's dark out, one shades. Hit it. <laughs> one and only Rudy, ladies and gentlemen, man. Thank you so much, Rudy, for being here, man, being a part of the State of Saints podcast. Uh, what you got for us, Rudy? I, I mean, uh, it's one of the first time. Have you ever called? I always see you on Facebook, always out there chiming in via it's Facebook. Like I, I started fourth time calling. Wow, man. Okay, man. So, uh, man, Rudy is like been on the Facebook page, rolling with the State of Saints podcast for a long time, man. So, man, shouts out to him, man. One of the one of the OGs of the Facebook page. Okay, <laughs> but go ahead, man. What you what you got for me? You know, a lot. Of, I've been seeing a lot of media talk about Saints. First mm-hmm. off, I just try I just try to let it roll off like a duck's back because they're gonna throw dirt on you when you're dead. They're gonna throw dirt on you when you're alive. Let people talk. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that media hate can be a double-edged sword if you let it, if you allow it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On one hand, you can let it inflate your ego, but on the second time, on the on the on the other hand, it can cause a lot of un, underlying pressures and it, it can form cracks in the teams. Right. Good point. I mean, think about it. No, no, and they and. Especially the natural media, everybody loved, like you said, hot take, but they always love to make mountains out of molehills. Yep, that's true. I mean, think about first, it case in point, Drew Brees, he ain't tall enough, he doesn't have the arm strength, etc. You know, yep. he'll never make it back from the shoulder injury. I mean, this team was already pretty good even before Drew Brees, All right? Oh, well, I'm counting like early 80s, 90s, you know, like we're out of the Dome Patrol era, you know, right? Right, but in 2006. They just had a devastating. No, if anyone, to what fact that they won three games is a, is a miracle in itself in the 2005 season because they yep, yep. the whole season on the road and it just faced an actual disaster. Mm-hmm. All the pieces were there. They just need someone to 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 basically act as a catalyst to help drive us forward to victory. Yeah, and Drew Brees was that catalyst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely was. You know, the thing about it is. What the media actually does on top of like giving hot takes, they set up story, they create storylines, right? You think it's a coincidence? I'm I'm talking to everybody as well as you, Rudy. You think it's a coincidence that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to Gillette Stadium to take on the New England Patriots on Sunday night, and mm-hmm. on that particular in that particular game? No, there's a strong possibility. That Tom Brady at that particular time will pass Drew Brees to be the all-time leading pass. You don't think the analytics team has something to do with that? You don't think that the the, the media team has something to do with that? It's storylines. That's that's what they want. It's storylines. Further, I'm gonna say Roger Goodell had something to do with that. Absolutely. Roger Absolutely. Goodell has hated us since day one. <laughs> and, and, I mean, first off, and plus. Him to be honest, if Drew Brees ever retires, Brady would have come to the Saints, and I would have loved that first off because I want to see how he does without Belichick for, and that awesome demons he created. Right. Um, and secondly, plus I feel like it had to be leave because I felt like towards the last few years of his career in Pittsburgh and uh, the Patriots, mm-hmm. that relationship has already gone. Had I've seen seeds of dissent and distrust, and basically this had gone sour real quick. Right. right. Um, to be, the fact that he came down to the South one the if the the toughest, if not the, one of the toughest, if not the toughest divisions in the NFL. True, true. He basically gave a big old f you to uh to Belichick. Yep. And now and now those two have to play each other, you know, in Gillette, in Gillette Stadium. 
front of the house that you can say that Brady built. I mean, every championship that 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 team has was because Tom Brady was at the quarterback uh, helm. So going to be an interesting storyline. Yes, exactly. And speaking of quarterbacks, I'm hoping that Drew Brees come back for one game to give the way to give him a proper farewell, you know? Right. That's my thing. But now where was I at? Ah, oh, sorry, my brain just. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. And speaking of national hate, you, know, you ever notice how every time they say it's too good, they try to find something wrong with it, you know? Right. They, they, that bounty gate was, was fabricated from whole cloth. To be honest, forgive me, but maybe it's just how I was raised. I was raised the old school. I tell like it is. 100% pure, unadulterated honesty. Right. I mean, you got to keep it real, man. Rudy, I, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. And uh, call back anytime, man. Uh, hey, no problem, DJ. All right. Who that? Who that? Shouts out to Rudy, man. Blues Brothers outfit on. Only thing I was thinking about when he was talking was, I'm on a mission from God. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of my some of my uh, older folks know what I'm talking about when I say that. It's gonna be the last call, man, of of the of the show coming up going with Sanchez. Sanchez, what's going on, man? Uh, thank you so much for calling back. Couldn't hear you the first time. I, I apologize. Man, can y'all hear me now? Uh, a little bit muffled, but yeah, go ahead, man. You, okay, man. okay, real quick, I just want to say, uh, I first came into the chat when at the end of you and Aaron conversation. And I heard you bring up the San Antonio Spurs. I gotta agree and agree. Uh, I gotta agree and disagree real quick. Uh, okay. I agree. The Spurs were never the sexiest pick. You know, they were never everybody's favorite pick to win at all. You know what I'm saying? They were quote unquote boring. Uh, they wasn't flashy. But with that being said, when it came to the media, if they were winning as much as the Spurs, as much as the Saints were winning these past three, four years, the media put respect on their name. The media always put respect on the Spurs' name. But to, I also have to say, the Saints didn't do themselves no favors, especially with these past three, four years. Um, I feel like the media knows that we're a serious contender, but they look at us, they just like to uh, get those quick one-line, punchline jokes about the Minnesota miracle, the push-off, uh, the no-call. So uh, I think we're a good team. I I might be crazy. I thought I had us going thirteen and four. I, I after hearing your video, I do see eleven and six a little bit more. But um, yeah, we never been the sixties pick. But the media, they 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 know we good. But they they rather make jokes about you know our history, and they see that uh we we don't know you know what it's gonna look like without Drew Brees. So they they gonna kick us while we down. Yeah, it's, it's pretty easy, you know, and to them right now it's low-hanging fruit. And, you know, I mean, I can understand what you're saying about, you know, the Spurs, uh, you know, example, you know, but but I will say this, okay? They talked about the Spurs. They gave them the respect, you know, afterwards. But it was always when they talked about the Spurs, it was always kind of like an afterthought, right? It's like if you have a topic about Drew Brees, right? They always mm-hmm. would talk about Drew Brees comparing him to, like, one of the quarterbacks that they'd rather talk about, right? So they'll spend, like, a little microsecond talking about Drew Brees and the rest of the, the, the base they start talking about that one quarterback that they always talk about. Kind of the same way with the Spurs, right? When the Spurs, when they played the Lakers, they was talking about the decision between Shaq and Kobe. When the Spurs played the Miami Heat, it was like, can the big three beat these guys? 
right? You know, like it, it was always like they, they gave them respect, but it was always like they, they were always an afterthought after the main topic, which is dissension or or you know what I'm saying like some type of controversy. And I feel like it's the same way with the Saints. You know, they give the Saints, oh, they won these games, but they can't win in the playoffs. First, it was like mm-hmm. this. This is what bothered me the most, Sanchez. First, it was week one. They not gonna beat Tampa. It's Tampa division to lose. Saints beat them. Then it was like, oh, Drew Brees out for you know he got broken ribs. It's over for the Saints. That's it. Then all of a sudden they went three and one. Then it was like, oh, they got Tampa the first time, but Tampa gonna beat them this time. It's over for the Saints. That's it. Then all of a sudden yeah. the Saints just destroyed them on national television. It was always like they never want to give the Saints their credit for being good. And maybe they feel like, oh, eventually we're going to be right. It's almost like they say a dead clock is right twice a day. So eventually, if you keep on saying the same thing over and over again, eventually you're going to be right at least once or twice. Yeah, but Sanchez, man, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. And uh, call back anytime, man. I'll try to get some better hits next time. Appreciate it. I heard you much better that time, man. I just couldn't hit. It was like really muffled. I just want to make sure that you got your point across, man. But Sanchez, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Hey, man. Thank you. Thank you to OG for helping me uh, get my message out there. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, no problem, man. Who that? Who that? Who that? Shout out to Sanchez, man. Also, thank you uh, for the $5. Say salute that, man. I salute you as well, my brother. Thank you so much for the $5 right there, man. Thank you so much. Thank y'all for keeping uh, the lights, water, and the phone on here. Uh, ENT, my ninja. Thank you very much for the $3. Says Winston will shock all of our haters in the media. I hope so. I hope so. They, they have a right. Uh, they have a right to believe what they want to believe. But we have a right to call them on ABS when they just seems like they just this nitpicking. TJ, the saxophone player and the blues brother is the bum. <laughs> uh, nothing like a good suit. Yeah, man, that's true, man. Hope you had them fair combos on too, man. Fair combo, fair combo. They call three hundred dollars. Looking sharp, Rudy. Rudy, man, getting the getting the large pop from the from the chat. <laughs> Let's see. Let's read one more. What's up, Swag fans? Yeah, man, a lot of Swag fans out here. State of the Swag podcast available right now on YouTube. Y'all follow that channel if you're into Southwestern Athletic Conference HBCU football. I'm a proud graduate of the Jackson State University. That's right, Jackson State. All my JSU alumni stand up. All the people that represent the Swag graduated from the HBCU. Go ahead and put that thumbs up in the chat for all my. You know, I know Eugene, I know he repping Southern University. I know a lot of people be repping HBCUs, man. The State of the Swag podcast available right now. Uh, next month, man, hey, got a big interview lined up. Got a big interview lined up for the State of the Swag. I'm going to just leave it at that. I'm just going to say it's, it's a legend. It's a legend. It's a legend. It's a pioneer coming through next month. State of Saints, uh, State of Swag podcast, excuse me, legend coming through. It's going to be available on the State of the Saints, of course. Big interviews like that got to be put on both platforms. But big interview. Big, big, big interview. Big interview. <laughs> James says Southern University is in the building. Yeah, man. Look, want to thank everybody for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all so much. Uh, really do appreciate it. I'm going to try to get a show on tomorrow, man. If some of y'all may know, tomorrow is Paxton's birthday, man. My my little man, the Pac-Man. 
who has been featured in more than 80 State of the Saints podcast episodes will be turning two tomorrow, man. I cannot believe that, that my son is about to be two years old, man. Some of y'all like had opportunity to watch him grow, so y'all know what I'm talking about, man. My, my man is about to be two years old, so I might do a show tomorrow. Might have some time. Might be doing a little bit of ripping and running, man, trying to get his stuff you know, together for a little something we, something we throwing at the house. But I'm going to try to make sure that, you know, if I don't, I'll let you all know. But thank you all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed the State of the Saints podcast, you enjoyed the content, go ahead and put a thumbs up. Let everybody know how much you enjoyed the show. Uh, subscribe to the channel, YouTube.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. Also, Facebook.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. Uh, you can check out Anchor FM. If you want to become a supporter on any of those platforms, rather it's Anchor FM, Facebook, YouTube, become a supporter of the State of the Saints podcast. You get exclusive content. You get exclusive episodes of the State of the Saints podcast. You get your hands on all interviews first. Uh, I'm no longer, uh, unfortunately, I have to do this because I want to do some editing. I'm no longer going to go live with the interviews anymore. Okay. Uh, all interviews are going to be recorded and those that are members and supporters of the State of the Saints podcast will get those interviews first, you know, before anybody else does, okay? So you get exclusive content, you get the exclusives, you get uh, discounts on apparel and all type of other items. So please become a supporter of the State of the Saints podcast and, and get your hands on some of that exclusive content. Thank you all so much once again. And like always, all I got to say is, who that?